In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on that Amen. While we are in the Holy Great Fast, and it is time to re-examine our repentance and our relationship with God, and our service as Sunday school uh, servants. That's why I like actually to speak with you today about self-examination, especially as yani, Sunday school servants. Because one of the very, very common sins that attack the clergy, attack amongst nuns, attack Sunday school servants, is the sin of judgment. Because while we are dealing with people, many weaknesses appear to us. That's why maybe before we were servants, we didn't notice this weakness while focusing on our own salvation. But since we became involved in the church, in the church politics, in the service, then the weaknesses of others became clear for us. Pope Shenouda used to say that before he became in the rank of clergy, he used to see everyone holy and godly. But after this, he used to say, I start eating from the fruit of, uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. Because the weakness of, of the people start to be clear in front of him. To discern between three words, sometimes we confuse them together. It's discernment, judgment, and condemnation. There is a diff- difference between discernment and judgment and condemnation. Discernment is the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, between good and evil. And as St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 5, discernment actually is a sign of spiritual maturity. So people who are spiritually mature, they can discern in Hebrews chapter 5. St. Paul said, but solid food belong to those who are of full age, mature. That is those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When the Lord told us, beware of false prophets, this discernment, when he said, but company corrupt good morals, this is again discernment. I have to discern and say, this is bad company. Because some people, when they confuse discernment and judgment, Judging is sin. Discernment is not a sin. Discernment actually is a virtue of those who are spiritually mature. Sometimes when you speak to the youth and tell them, uh, yani, you need to stay away from this group, they will tell you, don't judge. You are not judging. It's discernment. What is judgment? Judgment, when actually you make a judgment about the person himself, For example, if I see somebody cursing, I can say cursing is wrong. That's discernment. But I cannot say this is a wicked man or an evil man. Maybe after 
he cursed, he went home and repented and cried before God, and God actually forgave him. So how can I say he is a wicked man? Even if he repeats the same sin, maybe with every time he falls in the same sin, he repents. So I cannot judge them as ungodly people or wicked people because they have opportunity to repent until the last breath. Is it discerning to stay away from a person who has repeated sins, even or the sins that's repeated over and over, even if he is repenting every time? Yes, because I will be influenced by him. So I am separating myself from him, not because I'm judging he is wicked or, or ungodly. Maybe he will go even before me. But I'm separating myself because of my weakness, lest I get influenced by his repeated sin, even if he repents every time. Who among us doesn't repeat sins in his life? Condemnation is another step further. When we start condemning the person, saying he doesn't deserve to be a deacon, she doesn't deserve to be a Sunday school teacher, he or she doesn't deserve to take communion, Here you are passing like judgment, passing sentence over him. That's condemnation. You condemn him. He's worthy of death. That's condemnation. Crucify him, crucify him. That's condemnation. So discernment is a virtue. Judging is a sin. And condemnation, definitely, it is a sin. So the first point, we need to examine ourselves as Sunday school servant. Are we falling in the sin of judgment? Are we falling in the sin of condemnation? Or just we discern? We are required to have discernment, but we should not judge others. And the remedy for this is actually to think about your own sins. Every time you start judging others or speaking about others as ungodly, or wicked, think about your own sins. Think about your own struggles. Think about your own weaknesses. This will humble you. And another good practice that you pray for those whom you are judging or whom you you discern and you saw they doing something wrong. Help that they repent and ask God to have mercy on them and to have mercy on you to help them and to help you, to forgive them and to forgive you. Because we are also, maybe we don't have the same weakness, but we have different weakness. One of the beautiful things that Nehemiah and Azra and Daniel, these three people actually, prayed for the sins of others as if these sins are their own sins. Daniel, he said, We have sinned and transgressed and we have done evil before you. He said, we, including myself. He did not say, they sinned, they transgressed, they have done evil. No, he said, we, including himself. Azra, the same way, he said, our iniquities multiplied above our heads. Our iniquities have multiplied above our heads. Nehemiah, We read, when I heard this, 
these words, I sat and cried and wept days, and I fasted and prayed before God of heaven. So why they are considering the sins of others their own sins? We all members in the same body, the same body, body of Christ. If this understanding is very clear in our mind, that all of us who are one body, I'm just a member of this body, then your illness will be my illness. When any organ in the body gets ill, the whole body suffers, and the whole body is sick. And I'm saying, I'm ما بقولش الكدني بتاعتي عيانة بقول أنا عيان لأني I am as a whole one person so I don't, I don't say no this organ is sick but the rest of the organs are, are uh, يعني not sick no that's why Daniel and, and Azra and Nehemiah they actually pray about the sins of others as their own sins maybe this will be a very good spiritual exercise for us during the Holy Great Fast. As a Sunday school servant, when you see weaknesses in your students, pray before God as this weakness are your weakness and offer repentance before God because their weakness are yours. When you see weaknesses in your other servants with you in the same church, You can also repent like Daniel and like Azra and like Nehemiah. Repent about these sins as your own sins. Pray and stand before God and confess these sins as if they are your own sins. And the same way if you see a weakness in the clergy in Abuna or Sayyidna, again, go and stand before God and offer repentance as these are your own sins, because we are members in the same body, the body of Christ. When actually we focus on our own salvation and we pray for others, this will bring purity to our hearts. Then we can see God, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And at the end of the fast, we can say with the man who was born blind, I was blind but now I can see because my heart is cleansed and purified from seeing the sins of others. But I see all others, their sins like my sin. San Macarius قال let me say it in Arabic وبعدين هترجم. قال فيلزم أن تطلب مصباحا تنيره لتصل إلى حقيقة نفسك الطاهرة وأفكارك النقية بطبعها الأول. You should have a lamp and enlighten or lit this lamp in order to reach the real soul, the real pure soul and the pure thoughts as God created you. We say in the reconciliation prayer, O God who created man in incorruption, without corruption, So my heart, when God created my heart, it was without corruption. My thoughts, without corruption. So St. Macarius is saying, through the word of God, when you examine yourself, 
and you purify yourself, then your life will be enlightened. And when you are enlightened, you will reach the real self, the real heart, the real thoughts as created by God, pure. برضو مارس حق يقول إيه احذر من أن تكون جالسا وتفكر في إدانة أخيك فهذا يستأصل جميع أعمال الفضيلة ولو كنت قد ارتفعت إلى حد كمال Be careful lest you sit and think in judging your brother because this will uproot all the works of virtue even if you became perfect. So when we judge others, this will uproot from my heart all the virtues because I placed myself in the throne of God and I made myself a judge, which is actually the place of God. So during this time, we need actually to focus more on cleansing and purifying our hearts and our thoughts and our mind in order to be able to see God. Also, sometimes as Sunday school servant, we are preoccupied with increasing in knowledge and increasing in understanding the theological debate. And we spend a lot of time instead of submitting ourselves with obedience to the teaching of the church and teaching of the church fathers, we start to argue and argue and argue about things like original sin, are we born with original sin or not, penal substitution, there is punishment or not. Although all these were answered clearly by church fathers, but we waste our time. This actually may be during the time of fast. I'm not belittling the importance of the knowledge, but knowledge without humble heart puffs up. As St. Paul said, love edifies, but knowledge puffs up. Sometimes people focus on just growing and growing and growing in knowledge, while they are not growing in love. We think because we teach, we need to grow in knowledge without growing in love. Growing in knowledge without growing in love will make you fall in pride. Again, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I'm not saying growing in knowledge is bad. Definitely not. But growing in knowledge without growing in love is risky. Is risky. That's why you need to pay attention more to your heart. That is the foundation. Whether your heart is full of love or not. If my heart is full of love, I will actually forgive my, my brother. I will not judge him. I will consider his sins are my sins. And I will stand before God and offer repentance before God, even if I did not commit these sins. Why? Because I love my brother. And I understand that all of us are members in the same Another point, don't stop or resist the work of the Holy Spirit in you, especially when the Holy Spirit convicts you to repent 
or to examine yourself. St. Stephen, in his speech to the, the Jewish people who were judging him, he told them, you who resist the Holy Spirit, you who resist the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So he's asking God to search him and to see if there is any wicked way and to lead him in eternal way, in the way of life. Sometimes God sent me messages in order to repent, and we resist the work of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't necessarily send you Archangel Gabriel to tell you you have sinned. You can hear it from the mouth of one of your students. You can hear it from a stranger. Jonah, this great prophet, heard about his sins from the sailors, and from the wind, and from the storm, and from the whale, and from this little bush, and from the hot weather that God sent it, and from this little worm that killed this little bush. So God communicated with Jonah through several, several ways. You need to be sensitive to the voice of God if he's sending you a message to cleanse you and to purify you. Don't be defensive. Don't resist this message. Otherwise, you will lose an opportunity that God is searching your heart and he found a wicked way in you and he is trying to give you a way everlasting, an eternal way. But because of our defensiveness, then we resist the Holy Spirit in us. So I spoke about the sin of judgment. I spoke about growing in knowledge without growing in love. I spoke about resisting the Holy Spirit. Number four, you need to examine yourself in the principles, basic principles of Sunday school service. Like what? Prayer. Do you pray for your class, name by name, or not? Do you know if you are not praying for your class, it is a sin? I'm not saying this but we find it in the scripture. Samuel said to his people, far be it from me to sin against God and to stop praying for you. So Samuel said, if I stop praying for you, then I sin against God. Maybe the deacons see that on the altar we have a list of all the clergy and the monks and the nuns and consecrated servants, everyone. Why? Because it's our responsibility to pray for each one. And I hope that we can mention each single person by name. But this is not practical. But in order actually to do it, if the servant pray for their children, Sunday school coordinator pray for the servant, and Abuna prays for Sunday school coordinator, and then the clergy pray for each other, and the bishop pray for them, then actually each one will be included in prayer. You know, in a sport, when a team works 
How many persons make the goal? Maybe one or two persons. But the end, they say, this team won, because it's a teamwork. When we pray, we say, the prayer of the sixth hour we offer to Christ our God. Although each one take one psalm or two psalms. But if I'm taking two psalms, and you are taking two psalms, and he's taking two psalms, then all of us, again, as members in the same body, we are offering the prayer of the sixth hour complete as a whole to Christ. Because we complete one another. In the same way, when all of us who are praying, each one pray for his servant or his students, then actually each one in the congregation, there is another one praying for him or for her. And in the absolution of the priests at midnight hour, lest we forget anyone, we say, and also remember, O Lord, those who do not have anyone to remember them, to make sure that everyone is included, even people who for some reason or another are not on our list, there is a prayer for them. We need actually to pray together. That's a basic principle in service. Basic principle in service. Preparing the lessons. Unfortunately, I don't know preparing or having Sunday school curriculum with lesson prepared is a positive thing or a negative thing. Sometimes I see it as a positive because it helps you in preparing the lesson. But sometimes I find it as a negative because now servants don't prepare. Most of them, say on Saturday night or even Sunday morning or sometimes during the liturgy, you go and check the lesson and go and say it. Even some, they don't actually even check the lesson. And most of the time they let their children watch video. Most of the time when I enter class and I find them watching a video, I, I, I realize that they did not prefer a lesson. That's why they are making them watching a video. One of the characteristics of the servant, the Lord said, give their food in due season. So you need to provide food. And you provide food in due season, in the right time, when they need it, not after they need it. And how to provide food? By actually preparing the lesson, spending time in preparing the lesson, not just reading it early in the morning and go and, and say it to the children. So that's another principle. Uh, visitation. Now actually, when you text message or do group message or this not visitation. Visitation means you need to go and spend the time and talk to the person, person to person. St. John in the second letter and in the third letter, he sent the letter, but he told them, I have much to say to you, but I don't want to be with ink and paper. But I want to meet you in person. Now, it has become very impersonal when we send text message or group message even, and we don't know who's in the group. How the good shepherd know his uh, sheep? I know my sheep by their names. 
Sometimes we send a group and we don't know our class by names. Do you remember them by names, one by one? If I ask you, can you, you, you tell me the, the names of your children one by one? Sometimes we don't have even accurate number. Most probably you have 15, 16, 17. Where, where is the good shepherd who left the 99 to seek for the lost sheep? If you don't know how many are your students, how would you know if there is a lost sheep among them or not? How? So visitation is very important. And to go and ask about them one by one. Another thing, actually, your spiritual life and your spiritual canon. Are, are you growing in your relationship with God or not? Are you filled with the grace of the Holy Spirit or not? How can you give while you don't receive? You need to receive from God and you need to receive from the Holy Spirit in order to be able to give. But if you start giving and giving and giving, Without receiving, you'll be empty. And if you have nothing, then you will give nothing. So it's time also to revisit and re-examine your spiritual life and your spiritual canon. Are you committed to it or not? Another point, all this under basic principles, basic principle, commitment. Again, now many classes have three, four, five servants. And again, I don't know whether this is positive or negative. Sometimes I think it is a positive because there is a team working together. But many times it's a negative because now there is no commitment. If I don't have to say the lesson today, I'm not going to prepare it. If any reason... Uh, yeah, and I feel tired or if there is Super Bowl or whatever. I will skip Sunday school because I know there are three servants or two servants with me in the class they can go and, and, and teach today. In the Old Testament, there is a verse saying, Cursed is he who do the work of God with slothfulness. So if we do the work of God in a lazy way, and slothfulness will not be blessed. And commitment is one of, of the signs that we are serious in doing the work of God. I remember His Holiness Pope Shenouda used to say the main difference between saints and us is seriousness. They were serious in their spiritual life. They are serious in their service. But now we are not serious, we are not committed. So while you are examining yourself during this fast, you need to think about these points. Judging others, am I increasing in knowledge without growing in love? Am I resisting the Holy Spirit whose responsibility is to convict me and what about the basic principles in, uh, in service, like prayer, like uh, preparing lessons, visitation, my spiritual canon, and commitment? Number five, 
Uh, how serious am I in my repentance? As a Sunday school servant, I need to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Some of us living dual life, duality. You know, duality means, so I am here in the church, now this is So, Yani, uh, I appear as a spiritual person, godly, holy, etc. But when I leave the church and go to my work or my school, I am totally different person. Totally different person. And sometimes we are confused who is the real person? Who is the real person? Is the person who actually living in the church, that's my real me, or the person in a school or use bad language, go to bad places, spend the time in bad activities, hanging around the wrong group? Who, who is the, the right person? Because I'm living dual life. Duality is very destructive. And Elijah in the past said to the people, if man is God, worship him. If Lord is God, worship him. Don't falter between the two ways. In the same way the Lord told us, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Choose whom you want to serve. Choose to whom you want to belong. But don't live with hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is one of the sins that the Lord rebuked harshly in a whole chapter. Woe to you, hypocrites. Woe to you, hypocrites. I cannot live a dual life. Unfortunately, some of us want to enjoy two lives. I want to appear godly serving, but in the same time, I want to enjoy all the pleasures of the world. You cannot. Let me just give you an example. Today is the end of the first week of fasting. And if you think about it, what is the reason or excuse for anyone to break the fast? There is no excuse for anyone to break the fast except if he is really sick, except if he is really ill and need to break the fast. And even for those who are really sick or ill, I tell them, go and ask your, your physician, what do you need for your illness? And then eat it. Other than this, fast. As medicine. أخذ بسبوسة وآيس كريم ومش عارف فراخ ومحمام وبط و... ما ينفعش يعني ما ينفعش يعني even if you need some if you need milk if you need whatever you need يدل as as a medicine but after this أنت صايم because again we are all members in the same body of Christ how part of the of the body are fasting and another part is not fasting if you are not fasting until today, your student comes to you and says, I'm going to sleep or I'm not going to sleep. If you say, I'm 
هتبقى هيبوكريت لان انت مش صايم وقال له ما صمش يبقى انت you are teaching your own theology not the word of God فان both ways you don't have the right answer and what is the reason not convenient yes not convenient that's fine you don't like الاكل الصيامي ومال ومال يعني الباب الضيق يعني tell me what do you mean by enter through the narrow gate and walk through the difficult way ايه معناها دي ايه معناها وبعدين بقى الناس بقى الكمبرومايز من ايه يعني بيتزا بشوية تشيز ما فيهاش حاجة يعني هي التشيز انا هيفطرني ستاربكس بلبن فيش مشكلة يعني هو ده اللي هيفطرني ومشوية اللبن دول ربنا يديني جهنم عليهم وعد ايه يعني اعدي اللبن هنا وعدي الجبنة هنا وعدي السلطة مش عارف عليها شوية تشيز ده الصيام شكله ايه ده اللي انت معدي فيه كل الحاجات دي Don't live a dual life. لو أنت صائم تبقى صائم بجد. وأنت ابن ربنا. يا رسول الله سكور سيرفنت. فالثاني هل أنت حياتك الروحية ماشية صح ولا غلط؟ مثلاً أزر بقى برينسيبلز يعني مثلاً دانسينج يعني بس بسمع كتير إني مثلاً يكون في سيليبريشن الخدام بيلسون هم خدام. ويقفوا ويرقصوا وصور تتحط على الفيسبوك ازاي يعني؟ ما انت تبقى عفرة الاخرين drinking in the same way are you taking your spiritual life serious? are you repenting seriously? ولا لا سان بول سيد تو تيموثو be example be example to the people are you example? are you good example? in conduct, in behavior ما دي وقت قال له في الكلام وفي التصرف Are you example في الكلام? Are you example in contact and behavior? Or not? You need to be an example اللي منك برضو بيجي القداس متأخر ويجي بس ياخد نص ساعة عشان Sunday school إزاي؟ لما يجي مثلا Your student if he comes at 8 in the morning and he didn't find you and then at 11 he sees you coming What message you are giving to him? What message you are giving to him? Are you a good example to your class or not? فدي نقطة تانية برضو محتاجين to examine ourselves here. نقطة تانية يعني احنا اتكلمنا سفار على judging, growing in knowledge without growing in love, resisting the Holy Spirit. نمرة بعد كلمنا على principles in service like prayer, preparation of the lesson, visitation, your spiritual canon, your commitment. بعدين النقطة الخامسة اتكلمنا على اللي هي your repentance. Are you living dual life or not? النقطة السادسة اللي عايز اتكلمك عليها your relationship with others. يعني حاليا انا مثلا بنبتدي نفكر في اب كاهن candidate for priesthood. One of the most important thing actually his relationship with others. Hell he is a peacemaker ولا شخصية يعني clashy person. He get into clash and conflict easy. Dealing with others is very very important. تعرفين الناس بتوع في اي company بتوع customer service 
ايفن لو الكاستمر اتنرفز عليهم ولا كده بيبقوا هاديين زي ار نوت allowed تو لوز ذير تمبر اور تو ريسبوند باك ودايما تليفونات مع الكاستمر سيرفيس تبقى ريكوردد عشان هم زي مونيتور هاو ذيس ايجنتس ديل وذ ذا كاستمر هم بيعملوها فور بزنس ريزون هم زي دو وانا لوز كاستمر بس احنا اور توكس ار اولسو ريكوردد باي جاد Because he doesn't want to lose the salvation of his children. Not because he don't want to lose customer. Because sometimes, يعني if we get into conflict or clash or we hurt some person harshly or whatever, this can push him away from the church. And maybe he cannot, doesn't return back to the church. Another point as Sunday school servant, you need actually to think and to re-examine your relationship with others during this great fast. How you are dealing with others. They even, St. Paul said to Timothy, those who are wrong, rebuke them with meekness. مؤدباً بالوداع. مؤدباً بالوداع. So when you, you chastise or you discipline, do it with meekness, with gentleness. Because the goal at the end is not to destroy the person, but the goal is to win the person. And discussions. Sometimes we focus on winning the discussion, not winning the person. Well, in the debate or argument, maybe you will win a discussion, but you let the person at the end frustrated and leave you frustrated and angry. And maybe he doesn't want to come again to the church. When you get into a discussion with somebody, don't focus on winning the discussion. That's not wise. But focus on winning the person. How you win the soul of the person in front of you. While examining yourself, The trap of excuses. يعني usually الشيطان has a long list of excuses to offer it to us when we examine ourselves. معلش أنا بفطر عشان كذا. أنا أصلي اتنرفزت عليه عشان كذا. أنا مش قادر أحضر الدرس عشان كذا. أنا مش قادر أفتقد عشان كذا. And there is a list of excuses يعني جهز على طول. أقول لك على حاجة. وانت سايق اول ما تلاقي البوليس نور النور وراك ايه اول حاجه بتفكر فيها؟ ايه الاكسكيوز اللي هقوله له عشان تجيت اوت اوف ذا صح؟ ليست اوف اكسكيوزز جهز على طول مفيش واحد بيقول له فعلا انا كنت غلطان انا انا فعلا كنت ايه سبيد بتدور على طول على الاكسكيوزز نفس الكلام وين وي اكزامبل اور سيلف وي وي ثينك اباوت اكسكيوزز على طول لما يجي واحد بيعاتبني على حاجه اول حاجه بفكر فيها ديفينسيفلي هاو تو ديفيند ماي سيلف هاو تو فايند ان اكسكيوز اكشلي ميبي يو كان جاستيفاي يور سيلف بيفور ذا بوليس اوفيسر بيفور اذرز اند يو كان وين بات جاد از نوت ماركت جاد از نوت ماركت يو كان جاستيفاي يور سيلف بيفور اذرز But the more important question, 
Can you justify yourself before God? Are you justified because you convinced others that you are justified? That's the most important question. So don't focus on how to justify yourself before others, but focus more how to be justified before God. These are some points while we are examining ourselves, some areas we need to examine ourselves during this fast in judging others, in growing in knowledge without growing in love, in resisting the Holy Spirit, how our basic principle in service are we committed to our spiritual canon and whether we are living a dual life or not living a dual life, your relationship with others, are we gentle, are we meek, and the last point, what are excuses I usually find in order to justify myself? And what's more important, let God justify you. Don't seek to justify yourself. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.